Jason, as it is every single week, today's episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to you by our good friends, Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I feel confident enough. Uh-huh. I love those guys. They're, they, they are. They're awesome. They're awesome. They are, they are good people, good, good members of our community, and, and you know, they provide the best place to do stuff for your home. That's true. And you know what else they're going to do? They're bringing you the future. The future is already here. If you go to our friends at Budget Blinds, it's automation. Automation. You know those automated shades? They provide a safer environment for everyone, especially your kids. You get rid of those cords, those cords, they're bad things. Right. They, they do provide a danger. Pets are safer. Uh-huh. And here's the fun part. I mean, like, safety's important, right? But are you ready for the fun part? Yeah, well, really, let's, let's sell it. This is about laziness. Smart home features are about laziness, right? The future is me sitting on my couch doing things far away from my phone. And my shades, my window treatments, up, automated, programmable. Down, open, closed, boom. If you want to add those features to your house, do you know where you can go, Jason? I'm going to wait. I'm going to guess. Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Go visit them right in the heart of downtown. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello and welcome to the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast. My co-host Jason Norbert is on vacation this week. And before we get to a pre-recorded interview, I want to make note of some news that broke last night. While it appeared that the Lee Summit R7 Board of Education and Superintendent Dr. Dennis Carpenter were set to begin an agreed-upon mediation session, the district instead announced an agreement in which Carpenter will resign. Part of that agreement also includes a buyout from the district to Dr. Carpenter in the amount of $750,000. I'm not going to dig into too much of it this week. We will continue to, to see how this story unfolds and bring that to you. But I do encourage you to check out a column I posted to the Link to Lee Summit website last night. In it, I talk a little about where we go from here and how we move on as a community. Hopefully, our elected representatives, along with ourselves, have learned some lessons during this last several months of what I will call embarrassing public dialogue. And in the future, I hope we find a way to tackle and debate issues as a community. The Town Hall Podcast will remain committed not only to holding our public officials accountable, but also encouraging civil and meaningful dialogue. And now to our scheduled interview with Terry Trafton, a Lee Summit resident, community activist, and vice chair of a local political action committee, Friends of Lee Summit. Friends of Lee Summit is one of several groups backing a proposed general obligation bond on the August issue. And while we have not seen any organized opposition to this issue, we thought it was important to give voters a public face to this organization, hear who they are, and why they are throwing in both verbal and monetary support to this issue. Here's our interview. We're here with Terry Trafton, Vice Chair of Friends of Lee Summit, a political action committee, uh, here to talk with us about the bond issue coming up on August 6th in Lee Summit. Terry, how are you today? Great. Thanks for having me here, guys. Well, welcome, Terry. Uh, 
as we've talked a little bit about the bond issue coming up, mm-hmm. we've, we've kind of just covered it from a little 30,000 foot level. So we kind of wanted to to get you in here for a few reasons. One, to talk about what the bond issue is and why Friends of Lee Summit is, is interested in coming forward to talk about it, to back it. But I think before we do that, let's take a little bit of time to, to remind people what, what the Friends of Lee Summit political action group is and, and what, what purpose you serve. Because I think it's been a while since, since the group's really been active in the community. Yeah, uh, our last initiative that we supported uh, was the charter changes, and um, that feels like nine political lifetimes ago. Even though it was really only like two a years, years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Friends of Lee Summit was actually—I think it was started uh, back when they were trying to get some momentum. A lot of community leaders, so uh, we're trying to get a group of people together to support the two ninety one fifty. Uh, interchange and kind of moving all that business forward and so uh, Gene Gamber got a bunch of people together as he as he often did yes. that, that that is the story think, of the Gene Gamber life <laughs> yeah he is at the, the base of most things in Lee Summit so um, he uh, had the foresight to kind of pass that on to other people so got you know, more people to step up into leadership roles and friends. And so that's how I got arm wrangled. If Gene Gimber asks you to do something, usually. Come on, he didn't have to twist that hard. He, he, did. <laughs> he did. He arm wrestled me. Uh huh. Yeah. No, he's a great guy. So, um, yeah, so then basically we try to take up initiatives that are happening in the city that will benefit the city and benefit the community. So, um, anything related to those initiatives that uh, and help educate people about the benefit of it and then and see kind of why we're we're promoting that initiative so with the charter changes or with what we're doing now which is the safety uh, public safety bond um, that's being put forth so well let's let's talk a little bit about the public safety bond itself um, so you, like I said, as Nick said, we, we have covered this on a very, you know, hey, we, this is some Hanahana fire stations, public safety stuff um, as, as it went on. What things are actually on those? Um, and, and give us a little bit more detail about the, the actual items being proposed to be paid for with this bond issue. Yeah, I would love to, actually. And I appreciate all the previous props you've given us. <laughs> so uh, without, uh, you know, anything in return. So... We appreciate that. We believe that this uh, this bond issue is going to help continue to move the community forward. Um, essentially, boil it down, it's $19 million, $19,475,000 to be exact. But um, really upgrading kind of the technology, the infrastructure. I think uh, Lee Summit has always tried to be on the, the cutting edge of staying ahead of the curve and making sure that we are uh, promoting and building the infrastructure we need to have a, a great city uh, and that the community is able to benefit from that so this is another example of that with this bond and I think there was a lot of conversation about what to put in the bond and then it kind of whittled down to what are some of the essential things uh, really uh, and they're all around basically fire, uh, fire and police safety, community safety. So, 
um, I can get into. Let's go. Let's pick a thing. So All let's right. start with let's start with the the biggest sort of the splashiest ones is the the two new fire stations. Right. Yeah. So we have a fire station. They call it number four. It's up off of Woods Chapel Road. Uh, I think if you go to our Facebook page, you can see photos of it. It's I think it was built in the seventies. Um, very antiquated. Doesn't you have to back into it? I think if you see like they're building Fire Station Three now, and you can kind of see the new um, kind of modern version of a fire station being built there. Uh, fire Station Two, I think, was the last one that was completed. But so it would be replacing that fire station with a modern fire station. They're also included in that is an apparatus. So they wanted to add a fire truck apparatus. Um, and there were conversations about what that would be. I think that's still up in the air. There's kind of a place marker for that. They have some ideas. There were some conversations about a pumper or a, a ladder truck or something um, in the northern part of the city. And so as you know, all parts of the city are growing, but especially in the north. And this, the fire station they have up there, they can't get the apparatuses necessarily move them around the city that they might need to uh, based on utilization. And so uh, that's really what that's for. Identifying a new location, land acquisition, building the whole new station, and potential, and then adding the apparatus at some point. So. And um, that's the biggest ticket item at $7 million. So. And then there's another new station down south, on the south end of town where they're talking about uh, replacing what is now the, the Rain Tree area station. Right. So that obviously is another area of town that continues to grow, uh, number five. Um, and it is it has like a the capability of having a substation in it, but they can't use it as a substation right now. Um, for police and I think in the future they're thinking like we may need a substation down there with the, the continued population growth because it's so far south of the city um, so that would yeah be identifying a new location for that station building the new station acquiring the land and all that so but the nice thing is the fire stations already specced they've already figured out what type of station they want to build so I think in this one, potentially, uh, the police are looking at having a, a walk-in substation down there in the future as they as they continue to grow uh, with the number of officers and all that kind of stuff and trying to alleviate some of the um, traffic to the main station. All right. So it's not just the fire department that's getting uh, some upgrades and, and, and things of that nature. It's also the police department. So what things in here are police-specific? So also the main police station, I don't know if you guys realize this, but it, in the court, um, it's actually 20 years old. And Yeah, that, that was weird to think about when they first brought this up yeah. at city council and they were saying the age, because I, I do remember when it was built. But That's because we're all old now. Yeah, but That's the, how that works. Is we've been around too long and now it feels old. <laughs> why do, why do you got to be like that, man? I'm just that way. So 20 years is not really that old, right? But it is old. Now, and when we think of it as, like, <laughs> well, didn't it just start and it's been yeah. 20 years? That tells me that's not that it's old. It's us. <laughs> well, I think that with um, what you have to think about is the advances of technology and then how uh, police interface with the community now, too, uh, and the court system. The courts are over there as well. And um, I, I also think you guys are aware of all the increased kind of shenanigans that sometimes happen around police stations now, unfortunately. Um 
uh, with the community. And so uh, with Lee Summit continuing to grow, uh, there are s- actually several things they're trying to do to retrofit that building and kind of bring it up to current standards. Um, you know, in the 90s, the, that was not, it was designed for things back then, and now things have evolved, workspaces, how the community interfaces with the police and the court system moving through that building. Um, The workforce is evolving over there as well. And so there's more women uh, going into the law enforcement. And so I think that many years ago there was maybe a few. And so they have a tiny little closet almost that that is used for them. And so they're going to give them full on uh, kind of capacity and uh, um, amenities, so that will be nice. Um, well, I think, and, and one of the other things too is, is in addition to facilities, they're going to add body cams and cameras mm-hmm. for for the vehicles. And as Jason noted in our in our show last week, that's a little different from what bonds usually are, in that it, usually a bond is facility stuff, building stuff, and this doesn't really fit that. It's a little different. Yeah, well, it's still capital improvements, and so it's it's a pretty uh, hefty price tag at a million dollars to replace um, the technology. Right now, the technology they're using, and I don't know if they want me to say this, but um, they <laughs> you can do it anyway. They wouldn't have told you if they didn't want to. The, at the least server, they didn't think it would be out there somewhere. Yeah, uh, the server um, is antiquated and un- unable to be maintained by the company that put it in, and. In addition to, it's just outdated software, and so they have to. I think we had this conversation around the radio system a year right, ago. Right, that was the two years ago. I think there was yeah. a bond issue. It was very similar with the the radio connectivity with the other the yeah. other districts in in the, in the city. Which was discouraging. That was discouraging to know that that's how you know that we weren't connecting via radio. That's that's kind of crazy, but um. So yeah, I'm. Essentially, the other thing is the police force has grown, and so they have a lot more officers. They don't have the equipment to give all the officers, and so they, they're just going to do a reboot of the whole system and so have more data capacity. It'll record more, longer. The, the police, uh, the car cams will be 360 fisheye, so right now they're directional, and... Um, the sound on them is only so far, and that will also change in the new system. So uh, it'll be nice and seamless. You'll be able to kind of follow the whole incident as it occurs and make sure everything's up to speed uh, as far as uh, that needs to be for the for the video capacity. I think the other thing is, you know, the court systems now almost require some that uh, capacity, and so they're also interested in that and it's easier to help you know as as we become more of a video society i think everyone has those capacities i got an email the other day from the police about sharing our ring video with them for a potential crime that did happen in my neighborhood unfortunately so um yeah i think it's an important aspect of policing to be able to have that capacity well now that we've kind of covered a little bit of what what's on the issue, what, you what, missed what those the most, things you missed the sexiest part, just you know the fiber connectivity. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, I, I I don't want to give too much to the listeners. I understand. You didn't want to get everybody too hyped up. We, we've got a we've got a good picture of what the issue is, and I and I think one of the reasons we wanted you to come on, Terry, was was what I guess what what attracts you, the group, friends of Lee Summit. What what attracts the you guys to this to say, hey, this is something we feel is important to not only support, but to make to put some money and real you know manpower effort to go into the community and, and educate and try to get people to, to follow along with you and your recommendation. I think we see the benefit of having uh, state-of-the-art, modern, current facilities and connectivity with fiber. So, um, See, he knows. <laughs> he understands. <laughs> um, I think we all want that, right? So... I think we, and in Lee Summit, I think we have kind of come to expect it too. You know, we want nice roads. We want nice, uh, we want officers to respond to our incidents that happen. And they did a lovely job the other night. So, um, but we want to give them the tools that they need and in this day and age to be successful and to do their job easier, right? So um, I think for us uh supporting a public safety bond um makes a lot of sense because it it's feel good stuff right i mean you want your houses protected from fire and and uh criminals and you want your businesses to be able to uh, have adequate fire response and so um, as we continue to evolve and grow as a community we want to have the right resources available and at our fingertips and not have to borrow them from other cities. Um, so uh, we think it's a good thing. And so it was kind of easy for us to get behind, you know, the city. We talked to the city about uh, kind of what was happening at the council level, having conversations with the administrators over there for, for a while before this even got brought up to kind of see um, – I think they were trying to test the water a little and see what would, you know, if there was some feasibility in moving forward with this. And obviously, I think the other thing you have to consider is the city has certain bond capacity, and you want to make sure that you're using that to continue to move the city forward. So, so you you mentioned the the interface that um, that friends had with some of the city administrator or politicians at, during this process. There have been, we'll call them quiet, small and quiet rumblings that that the process did not feel as as publicly driven as it did uh, in the as it has in the past when the city has asked for um, these bond issues to be uh, taken on. And so, describe for a little bit about how friends interfaces with that, and and what you what what happened. I mean, it wasn't something I think that was seen on the outside. Um, and that may be where some of this criticism is coming from. So kind of talk about that interface and, and what that what that was. Yeah. So, I mean, we have regular um, ongoing conversations with community members, with city council members, with uh, city administrators, just on an ongoing basis because of who we are, uh, an action organization to support the community. And so... Uh, you know, after our last uh, bond issue and the success of getting the charter changes pushed through, um, we 
then started talking about, okay, so what's next for the community? What are some things that are going on in the community that we should potentially be talking about? And um, started those conversations with with city officials and city uh, elected officials and um, and community members too, trying to just find out. So what what is the the litmus test and what what are you hearing? And we would hear about flood and water. You know, there was a lot a while there was a lot of conversations around. Oh, stormwater keeps stormwater retention and all that kind of not fun stuff. Um, and probably we'll continue to have that conversation actually with the weird weather patterns that we're having, but, um, <clears throat> that's another whole topic, right guys? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a different podcast. Yes, that's a different podcast. <laughs> we'll have you back for that one. <laughs> I may be absent that day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we just had ongoing conversations. Um, it kind of started evolving. Oh, I would seems like about a year ago really when they were started talking about okay there was a really larger list of uh, items and I think they started trying uh, at one point there was a a big dollar amount attached to um, the list and I think they were the city um, officials and through the planning process they were trying to figure out okay well what are our priorities what do we need to do Um, and so then kind of got it down to this list and kind of a, a reasonable amount of money. I mean, twenty million, almost twenty million dollars. It's, it's a lot of money, but um, well, actually, uh, last week I actually made the argument that maybe the city should have tried to ask for more and do more projects. But, yeah. but I'm not. I'm not going to engage. We don't. We don't need to have that conversation again today. But it was, you know, twenty million dollars is a lot of money, except when you compare it to you know all the money that the city budgets and the city bonding capacity, all that. Right. Is, yeah. So. Yeah, I think that it, that could be another whole debate. So, and I think that it has been debated a little bit. A little so. bit. Yeah. Have you had as you as you've gone out into the community? I know I know you guys are using social media. You're 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 walking the streets. You're out you're out doing this. Has there been any any pushback? Have you seen any pushback to this? I'm not walking the streets today. Nick. It's a little <laughs> hot out there. It's a little, mu- <laughs> little muggy. <laughs> a little sunny. Um, you know, I have not encountered any. Um, negative comments or negative uh, pushback about the initiative. I think everything I've heard so far is positive, but I could also maybe misinterpreting something, but um, I don't think there's any formal opposition where sometimes you do see that or you did see that in our last initiative, which had us a little concerned. I'm going to ask this question. Do you think that your activities as a group out there are, are, are we going to get a big voter turnout? Are we going to are we going to eclipse ten percent turnout? <laughs> I think it's possible, <laughs> right? Uh, okay, so if we were going to do a bet, and I'm not saying we should, if ten percent's the cutoff, I'm taking the under. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no offense to the work you guys do, but it's an August election, and there's literally one question on the ballot. It's right. going to be awful hard to drive drive turnout that week. Well, I think that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, we talk, Jason and I talk about voter turnout, and 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 you know getting helping to inform the electric and, and and encouraging people to go out do you think that that groups such as friends of lee summit and there's some other packs in our in our community do you think that there is a role that those groups can play to encourage more people to get out to the vote oh oh definitely and i think we kicked that off a little bit with some of our um 
on initiatives to get people out to vote, reminding them when the last day to register to vote is, um, and helping people understand the importance of voting. Of course, yes, I think so. I mean, that's why we're actively doing this because we believe there's a benefit to the community sharing their voice and expressing that through their vote and and uh, hopefully seeing the benefit of why we're promoting this initiative. I don't think, I think it's a good thing. And uh, yeah, there's always room for for that voter turnout. We, we will be pushing forward with trying to get people out to vote, um, you know, hopefully. But you're right. It's August. It, and it is a tough haul. But that's a, and people are getting their last minute vacations in before school starts. And uh, I think we did look at what's the historical um, voter turnout for that that day uh, month. I can't remember. I, I know they're they're low. You probably could tell me what they were. But ten percent ten percent would be l- probably on the high end of of a quiet august election like that since there's no there's there's, there's no party primary there's nothing else yeah, there's nothing included else. on it so i yeah i would say probably 10 10 is a is a high guess but that's all right we'll get those 10 people we'll, we'll try to get as many out as we can so if someone is interested in supporting uh this issue perhaps they want a yard sign which you have sort of brought with uh, some samples with you today um or if they want to get involved with friends of lee summit how do they reach out to you guys to uh to to to, to find out what they can do I think probably our most active interface with the community is our Facebook page. So if you don't have Facebook, we also have a website. Um, I believe there's an, a mechanism on the website as well to to ask questions or post comments. I think it'll link to an email that'll go to, I want to say, Kent Kirby, who's our chair. So um, I noticed you didn't say it'll go to Terry Trafton, who's our vice chair. To me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I may call somebody like Rachel Sabogia to come over and help out or um michelle spilker so who's on our committees all right well terry thank you for taking time to uh talk with us educate us give us more detail sure you about, don't want to talk about the fiber um i, I would love to <laughs> but i'm getting uh withering stares from my co-host <laughs> so i'm gonna go ahead and and uh and we'll, we'll take a pause and we'll say fibers are coming if you guys vote for this and that'll get the nine super tech nerds in the city excited uh, to do that. So Terry, thank you for taking time to talk with us today yeah. about the project and good luck on August 6th. Hey, thank you so much for having me on and get out and vote and support this, the public safety bond. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Today's episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to the good people of Lee Summit by Shred KC. Also good people. They are good people. You know, we are lucky, Jason, in that our our sponsors and partners that we we've been able to work in, and now uh, we've done a lot of episodes, Jason. I know. Let's we've, not talk about. We've that. done a lot of episodes, but we've been lucky to work with some really good people that are doing good things. And I'm just going to tell you right now, the folk at Shred KC and owner Ryan Waters, not just good for everybody else. It's good for me, Jason. And it's now good for me. We've finally gotten down to the, the core of the subject matter. What's good for Nick? <laughs> What's good for Nick is good for everybody else. I, I think that's. I think that really is is the crux of all of this. I, I I was not a fit. I'm still not there, but I was not a fit and healthy guy. 
and I was I, I, I knew I needed to make a change. I was nervous, I was hesitant, and I just finally made myself go in and ask, and they have been very, very supportive in helping me come up with, with a, a meal plan and making better, healthy decisions as, as I eat. And I, now I'm even starting to work out a little bit now that the now that the broken wing is healed. I'm gonna get there pretty soon. You're gonna go look at those 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 are, posters, are you and it's lift, gonna be me. Are you gonna be lifting double digit weight, double digit pounds? I'm not there yet. Okay, well, let me know I'm when not, you cross that particular. I'm not there yet. Down. No, no, the, the the arm can get me to seven pounds. Well, that's something. I mean, you had a big, you had like a, you were building up and you had a huge setback, and now you're back, you're you're climbing back up. I'm climbing back up, and the scale, the scale is climbing back down. So you can't beat that. So look, if you are ready to to make some changes to try to live a little bit more healthy lifestyle, go see our friends at Shred KC. Tell them Jason Nixie. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link2Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall.